Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to GigPod episode 185. I'm Stevie and as you can tell this has not been recorded in Molly Malone's pub. Rumours of us being out of control alcoholics at GigPod are greatly exaggerated. Are they not, Reedzo? Hey, Hello everyone, hello Stevie. They are, but if only we were in the pub every week, we wouldn't have the, the technical difficulties that the, the listeners are privileged not to hear, but... If only we were in the pub every episode, who knows, maybe that'll happen in the future. Sticking on with the pub podcast though, I've had some messages in to the GigPod account, quite a few people actually saying that they love when we're recording in the pub, and I was surprised with that because when we're doing these pods, like, you know what I'm like in terms of making sure it's very listenable for people, so I've got to have radio silence and make sure we both put ourselves on mute and everything, and obviously we can't do that when we're in the pub, there's a clear background behind us with people clinking their glasses, talking crap and just enjoying themselves. But enough about us at GigPod, John. But I am very surprised at the, how well received the podcasts have been. Well, as a hippie in the 1960s would say, the, the podcasts when we're doing them in, in real life are, are more real, man. I don't know, there's just something, the fact that we don't need to mute ourselves and we can be we can be spontaneous and off the cuff, even more when, they, when we are on the virtual episodes, would you believe, listeners? I don't know, I think that makes them better to do. And of course, thank you to wonderful Molly Malone's. We get loads of pints as well. So I think we will need to hope. Well, I th- the plan is for me and uh, Dan to do a podcast from that wonderful pub on Saturday. So watch this space, listeners. Yes, absolutely nothing whatsoever can go wrong with you two doing a podcast without me there to spoon feed you. But anyway, if there is indeed a gig pod episode 186 or 187, depending on uh, the schedule this week, then I will be surprised. Anyway, uh, let's get talking, John. Celtic won 3-0 against Dundee the weekend. We stretched the lead at the top back to four points. 
It was goals all in the second half from the much maligned David Turnbull. Kyogo with a great header for a wonderful Callum McGregor assist and then Matt O'Reilly getting his third goal of the season that gave us all three points. Now, uh, before the game, I think we said the team was going to be, oh, we would like to see Hart, Taylor, I think it was Phillips, the Baron, AJ. And then in midfield, we wanted to see a return of Rio Hatate alongside McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. On the left, uh, Luis Palma. Up front with Kyogo Yang, uh, deputising for the injured uh, Leah Labada. Turns out that Maeda started on the left and he was my man in the match. Talk about him later, John. And also, yeah, Phillips alongside Scales was a bit of a surprising one. I'm surprised that uh, the Baron was dropped to the bench, but he did well when he came on. However, after you talk about the lineup, I believe you wanted to ask me some questions about the games. So fire away. Yes, I'll be asking the questions uh, in a role reversal here. No, I was slightly surprised to see uh, Phillips start. I wasn't surprised to see Scale start because he was man of the match at Ibrox and it would have been harsh to drop him after that performance. David Tumble, much maligned, as you said. I think he was always going to start because we're still getting Rio Hitati fully fit. We'll talk about Hitati a bit later, but I mean, he, he was excellent when he came on. No shock to see Dyson start because I think Brendan loves him always as much as uh, Ange, whoever he is, uh, loved him. So it was pretty much the team I thought it would be. But yeah, I want to ask you about the game because I wasn't there. Unfortunately, I did see it through legal means, of course. But being there is obviously a lot different than watching it on TV. And you were there, and at halftime, you were texting me, complaining about how we were playing poor and the game was so slow and it was tepid. And to be fair, we'd only created really two chances in that first half. Dyson had a shot well saved early on, then he had a goal just disallowed after a, a brilliant pass from Liam Scales. And in fact, Dundee had probably came closest to taking the lead. Joe Hart, much maligned by me earlier this season on the pod, with a very good save, so haven't eaten my words about Joe Hart again. But no, so tell us, what was it like in the first half? What was, what was the atmosphere like? Because going by watching it on legal means and you complaining, it wasn't the best. Well, it wasn't a toxic atmosphere, and I think the result at Ibrox definitely helped with that. Now, had we been getting into the game against Dundee, maybe lost at Ibrox, I think on that first half showing, there would no doubt have been booze and everything, but I think the manager on the team have so I earned a bit of grace and trust for the support after the way they dug out a result at Ibrox last weekend, and a couple of weeks ago even. But it was great in the first half, very similar to that St Johnston game. Dundee, their shape was was practically the exact same as St Johnston. Um, although in fairness to them, they created a chance uh, in St Johnston in the first half. Didn't even come out their own half at all. But no, I just felt we were, uh, again, so slow. Especially midfield, just four and five touches and you're just giving the other teams so much time to sort of regroup and get back into shape. Dundee had nothing up front at all. So I wasn't really worried with them as such, but I was more worried about us in terms of how clinical we were and how... Uh, slow the tempo was and I think you go to Celtic Park to be entertained I think in the last couple of seasons under Ange and alright the football isn't always going to be a 9-0 against Dundee United every single week John but under Ange even if we were huffing and puffing we're holding on to the ball well when we're breaking teams down we were creating chances a lot of the time under Ange we're just sometimes not as clinical as I think him and the fans would like us to be because there's games like you can look at last season against Motherwell Livingston, like Ross County for example, even Dundee United, where we had so many chances to put the game to bed after like 20-30 minutes, we didn't do it but under this Brendan side 
it's just the lack of chances being created was just frustrating. We scored a goal and it's rightly uh, offside. So a lot of people were annoyed, but it wasn't anywhere near as uh, toxic or vitriolic as it could have been. Certainly um, it was nowhere near like it was against St Johnston anyway, John. Yeah, a game that I paid £30 a tent. Thank you, Celtic. But no, the second half was a lot better. As you say, we, we won 3 nothing. And let's talk about David Tumble. He uh, won the penalty. He scored the penalty. But let's just say he didn't have the best game. And when he was replaced by Rio Hatati, you could see that Celtic are a much, much better team. But obviously, Brendan likes David Tumble because he started them in every league game we've played this season. And of course, he did get took off after 45 minutes at Pataudry when he was pretty poor, uh, replaced, of course, by Rio Hadai, who then got injured. So, I don't really know what to make of David Tumble. When his contract runs out at the end of the season, I don't think he's a fan's favourite, but then he scored three goals. Okay, he has scored a penalty, but that's still decent enough total. Brendan obviously likes him, but, it's no, I mean, no disrespect to him. We are a much better team when Rio Hadai plays. It's just stating the obvious is true. So, what do you make of this David Tumble situation? The moment that Hattati does start on that midfield alongside Matt O'Reilly and Callum McGregor, I think that'll be the end of this David Turnbull um, starting experiment. And to be fair, that's you know three goals in the five games, two penalties, and a goal at the back post against Ross County. But he's doing things, John, that some Celtic midfielders in the past, like look at Matt O'Reilly last season. Um, I know we're going to talk about him this season as well, but Matt O'Reilly last season, I think it took him up until like March or something to get to three goals, and that's Turnbull done it and you know, a couple of months. He's always been good at that. He's always been good at getting the goal. He's always been good at scoring against the, the dross in the league. I don't think he's a big game player for us and never has been. But if you remember as well, Ange was like starting David Turnbull week in, week out, up until his injury against Hibs. So, I mean, Ange and Brendan Reitham, he's clearly not a dud. And I do think the abuse is way, way, way over the top. But flipping that, I can see why fans get annoyed because I was getting frustrated seeing him taking four and five touches, as I mentioned. And, there's just no need for it, especially when you look at Hitati John when he came on and he was just playing quick one-touch passes and right away, an unsettled Dundee, um, they were caught right off guard with it and it just lets our players sort of terrorise them more. Like in that last third, Hitati's devastating and he can just pick passes that Tumble just can't basically. 90% of the time that's all you need to break them down because they're just so comfortable when you're playing slow, passive football side to side and you've got a guy like Hitati and he always just wants to play it behind the defence. That's the way he likes to play. He loves to get in that last third and be so dynamic. So I think, yeah, I think it's for the best that when Hattati comes back, it's going to be him, McGregor and Matt O'Reilly automatically starting in that midfield. And it will take Tumble away and maybe he can make more of an impact coming off the bench as well, which is probably what his game's more suited to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But one player that fans very rarely get frustrated with is Kyogo, and he was, yet again, at his best against Dundee. Let's talk first of all about his goal, and it was one of Celtic's best goals of the season. It was a, a brilliant chipped pass by Cal McGregor, who spotted Kyogo, who made a, a sensational run to stay onside and glance a header into the back of the net. i seen that the, the esteemed journalist Stephen Cragen said that the goal was Henrik Larson-esque, which I also said about Kyogo a couple of seasons ago. And good to see that meeting Stephen Cragen of a lot of things in COVID. But it really was a brilliant, brilliant goal. And let's talk about not just Kyogo's sublime uh, finish. He's just incredible timing to stay onside. 
But Carl McGregor, a player who we did criticise up until the game against Rangers when he ran the show and didn't have his best game on Saturday, but that assist was just fantastic. It was a, a wonderful goal, and I don't think I'm being over the top there. It kind of reminded me, the ball that he put in and the assist was reminding me of the type of ball that Rogic or Lubo and even Naka would have put in. It was just, oh, the way you clipped it in was perfection. I'm uh, glad that you brought up the run that Kyogo made to uh, time it to beat the offside trap to glance ahead of him because that was just impeccable. And he does it all the time. Like if you look at the timing he knew when to move when Matt O'Reilly headed it a couple of weeks ago against Rangers as well. Like compare that to a guy like Morelos for Rangers, right? But he was constantly getting talked up by the media here. Oh, what a striker. I've not seen anything like him in Scottish football, but he was like offside all the time, every game. Rarely do you see that with Kyogo. Um, and it was quite interesting because in the first half, two things. One, he went off and I texted their chat saying Kyogo away. And everybody around about me as well thought that was him done, game over. But it was a bit of a stinking mood after that for a few. And then he came out and it turns out it was that shoulder injury just needed to pop back into place or something and I'm concerned about that because Brendan's already said that Kyogo's shoulder I mean he does need surgery but he's let basically letting him make the decision which I don't necessarily agree with because if other teams sort of notice that like for example Feyenoord who are playing tomorrow night you know it's like John in football some of these teams are absolutely merciless and they'll target that but that's maybe to talk about another day um, the other thing was just the amount of runs that Kyogo was making I texted you during the game as well when I said that I could see him getting visibly frustrated in the first half, making so many runs and they weren't getting spotted. And to be fair, it wasn't just David Tumble, Matt O'Reilly, uh, Alistair Johnston, Greg Taylor and Callum McGregor just weren't finding the space or just weren't finding his run that a guy like Tom Rogic would have certainly um, noticed. And I think I did say to you that the best player that I think Kyogo played with in terms of always spotting his runs quickly and decisively was always Tom Rogic. So... So she obviously we've moved on from him, but I mean that game would have been put to bed if you had a fit on firing Tom Rogic playing, finding Kyogo with the passes, and he would have probably taken one of the chances. You know my thoughts on him best since Larson, and I am very confident in the Champions League that he'll get a couple. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it'd be great if he did, because as you say, he really missed some terrible chances uh, last season. But he's more than capable of making up for that. And he was involved with the third goal as well. Also involved was Alistair Johnson, who I thought was excellent on Saturday and was desperately unlucky not to score by hitting the bar and the post in the game. Just shows what a brilliant player he is. I thought he was excellent. His pass to Kyogo, and Kyogo with the cutback to Matt O'Reilly for his third goal of the season. And 
the thing that stood out for me about this goal was that it was really a goal that we would have scored under good old Ange, who's currently taking English football by storm. It was a, a passing move, a guy on the wing, and a cutback to a midfielder or a striker rushing into the box. It's something that we've not done anywhere near enough this season. It's something that we've done constantly last season. And just look at the amount of times we did it against Rangers. Look at the League Cup final. Both of Kyogo's goals were due to cutbacks. And I'm hoping that with Rio Hitati, especially, coming back into the team, that that'll be part of the game a lot more because he was like constantly winning the ball in midfield and playing it to somebody in the wing, usually Jota, who would cut it back for usually Kyogo to put it in the back of the net. But this time it was Kyogo to Matt O'Reilly. And it was, I think, another really excellent team goal. And that's the sort of football that I think we've been wanting to see under Brendan. So far, we haven't. I mean, even the, the one at Ibrox, even though it was just amazing, wasn't our best performance. I, I still don't think we've been really a complete performance for 90 minutes this season. I mean, even at the weekend, I thought second half were excellent, but first I was pretty ropey. But talk about the goal and your thoughts on our lack of a, a sort of dominant 90 minutes under Brendan so far. Yeah, I said the same thing with the goal too. Um, notice as well the way that Matt O'Reilly is just busting into the box and he's on the end of so many cutbacks. Because I got two goals as well against St Johnston. He's been a really big player for Brendan and I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think week after week we're seeing that Matt O'Reilly more often than now is going to get chances. Hopefully as more clinical uh, in the Champions League, for example. That ah, was a great finish and I've noticed that with Matt O'Reilly. He doesn't just blast the ball. He's very, um, always seems to dispatch the ball with ease. Uh, he doesn't put his laces through it, but that's just his style, isn't it? But weirdly enough, he put his laces right through it when he scored that goal against Ross County with his right foot. Strange one, but yeah, great team goal. And as for the dominant 90 minutes, no, I think it's a valid point too. It will come though. Look at last season, for example. At this point, we had that 4-0 game against Rangers, 9-0 against Dundee United, and even against Aberdeen in the opening day, total control too. So following on from the early season displays with Brendan. There is a certain amount of pressure, especially also if you factor in the way he's came back and, you know, there's still a, an element of fans out there that don't fully trust him. But I think it will come. I think it will come. What, what you were seeing there in the second half on Saturday, John, was a sign of a team slowly getting its act together. Now that could all be dismantled with a bad result tomorrow. Uh, hopefully that is not the case, but it's I really hope that we react strongly against that. If it does happen, Saturday against Livingston because that's going to be a really difficult game. It's all about at this moment, Brendan just making sure that the team get into a rhythm and that's what we're seeing. And now that the fact that they're starting to gel where you're getting guys back like Hitati, then we start getting guys like Cameron Carter-Vickers back and then eventually Narotsky. I've got no doubt that we will, we are strongest to live in on the park, start to see very soon a dominant 90 minutes, John. And I'm going to take over here because my man in the match, now I want to ask you, Daisy Maeda, for me, was the man in the match, and I was stunned at just how well he played. Brilliant all first half. He was one of the few that stood out. Second half, he was excellent. Just a constant thorn in the Dundee side. Very unlucky uh, that his goal was disallowed because he took it so well. And I just thought in general, what was good about him was he was working hard and everything and creating space, but it was his touch and his control as well as his movement that was impressive. And he wasn't just ballooning it out of the park. Some really dangerous deliveries. And he seemed to be really in control of himself. Um, and that's been the last couple of games now that there's been a real, real improvement from Daisy Maeda. He was definitely my man in the match, just ahead of Kyogo. Who was yours? Well, it would have to be Kyogo, even though I agree with you that Daisy was excellent. That Kyogo goal was just 
as I said before, amazing. And his assist was really good as well. And especially you factor in that we were all concerned that he'd done his shoulder again. And that would have been just cataclysmic timing with the game tomorrow night. But no, just Kyogo for me then dies. And then probably Matt O'Reilly as well. They were, they were my top three. Right, John, moving on, we have our wee game tomorrow in Rotterdam against Feyenoord. It's the first Champions League game of the season for Celtic. And the big question is, is Gigpod this season in the Champions League going to be cheerier than last season? Because yes, everybody seemed to have a massive problem with us on that great website Twitter that I no longer see anything on. People just went through us, uh, our match reactions last season, said that we were way too harsh on the team. And I wasn't judging Celtic on the results against Real Madrid. We are nowhere near that level. But it was more people's reactions to like Leipzig and the Shakhtar games, which I will still go on record to say that we should have done far better in. Now, I hope this season that people stick with us and I hope we can be cheerier. But what about last season, John? Do you look back on it and think we were too harsh? Or do you agree or do you stand by the fact that we should have done a lot better under Ange? No, I stand by it. I hated the Germans League this season. last season. We've talked about that before. On and off pod, none of us enjoyed it. I thought we were poor, and okay, we had it. We played well in spells. We really should have hammered uh, Shakhtar Donetsk in the away game. I mean, no over-the-top reaction. We really could have won that game 4-5-1. or five, one. Of course, we could only draw, and we didn't play that well. So, no, we, we, we are measured in Europe, and our performances in Europe for years have been crap, let's face it. Especially, I don't like comparing us to Rangers, but they are Miles better than us to even go to a European final, for God's sake. A couple of years ago, I don't know if anybody remembers, but they didn't win that hilariously. I don't know if anybody remembers that. But, no, our performances in Europe have been poor, even under Ange, who was otherwise a fantastic manager for us. But, no, we'll, we'll always tell the truth in Gigpod. We're not, going to, we're, not, we're, not, we're not going to lie. That's the way I'll put it. But, no, we'll call it as we see it, as ever. Even if that upsets people, so be it. But hopefully it doesn't and you stick with us. All right, there. Rizzo 316. Right, well, um, I know you brought up Rangers there. Thanks for that again, John. But uh, so did Feyenoord's manager, Arnie Slot. Now, this has been all over the news today. That He's basically said in the news that Celtic are a much better club than Rangers over the last 10 years. Although you can now tell that the Rangers fans will see that as an insult. But if you look at the performances, you have to assess Celtic differently than Rangers. Don't know why anybody would get up in arms in it. Well, of course, we know exactly why a certain fan base would, John, because they don't deal in truths, but I don't even think he's been insulting it. It's just facts, isn't it? Well, of course it's facts. We've won, like, so many... Was it 10 in the last 11 leagues or whatever? Of course it's facts. Oh, 11 in the last 12 leagues, I think. No, I mean, I don't think MDC will have any problems with what he said, which, of course, will be a problem. But no, I, I mean... I'm sure he could, of course, have been the Tottenham manager, but uh, somebody else went to Tottenham. Oh well, but no, I've got nothing. No problem with what he said. It was quite funny, and uh, hopefully the all of Scottish football then will get behind Celtic tomorrow. But I would doubt that. Saying John, just see a pig flying right outside my house. And anyway, the last part then before we go into the shoot prediction is, regardless of what Arnie Slot was saying, it's still mind games, isn't it? Because like. I know he's complimenting us and people will love to hear that, but I'm just seeing through it because you look at our European, you look at our Champions League record and it is a joke, it's terrible and it has to be improved and, you know, we are the hot four team for a reason. I would say our last respectable run was in 12-13 under Neil Lennon and that was when we get put out 
by Juventus in the last 16. Like ever since there in the Champions League, we've never got past the group stage and we've only really beaten Anderlecht away from home. That was a game that Brendan Rodgers, of course, was our manager in. By getting on to the shoot predictions, John, and even though that I think finals manager was saying that guy Jimenez, who you highlighted as a danger man, he's going to be out. And I think they've got a guy, Igor Pixarwin, he's going to be playing as a central striker tomorrow night. It's the fact that you look at the last three games, they've won 5-1, 6-1, and 6-1 again. So, you know, regardless of what personnel are going to be playing for them, John, I think they're a better team than PSV. It's going to be a really tough ask for us. And my shoot prediction for it is, take my green tinted specs off, that I think we'll go down 2-1. Yeah, um, my shoot prediction depends on the starting lineup. If David Tumble, no disrespect, plays, I think we'll probably lose... 3-1, and it won't just be down to him. But if Rio Hattati plays, I actually think we could get a positive result. He's that good, and if he can play for like 70 minutes and can influence a game, we all know he can, he could be the difference. Of course, we need to cut out our usual mistakes in Europe, i.e. missing sitters, giving away stupid goals in the first 10 minutes, and also giving away a goal and then giving away a goal about two minutes later. So if we can do all those things, I know it's a big ask, and if we pick the right team, then I think we could get a, a very creditable 2-2 draw. And if that was the result, it'd be a, a terrific start to the Champions League campaign for us. I mean, obviously, we'd all be if we ended up winning the game, then it'd just be phenomenal. But I think a draw would be a good result. It'd be a difficult game, as you say. And if, if everything goes right, I'll, I'll stick with the team and I'll go for a 2-2 draw. I hope you're right. And I hope I'm wrong, John. And I mean that sincerely. And with that, I will let you do the outro. Right, so thank you, Stevie. Thank you, all listeners. As usual, you know where to find us on all the podcast platforms and give us great reviews and all that. You can find Stevie on uh, Instagram at GigPod. He's not on Threads anymore. That that uh, website people pretended was as good as Twitter, which it isn't, of course. And we'll be back at some stage this week. Who knows? You might even get an episode released tomorrow night, depending on what happens in Rotterdam. But the plan is for me and uh, Dan to do a podcast in good old Molly Malone's after the Livingston game next Saturday. So there will be another podcast sooner rather than later. And good old Stevie enjoys trip to Milan. I don't know if anybody's heard, but he's, he's going to Milan. So there you go. Right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Good luck to Celtic tomorrow night. Do us proud in the Champions League. And hail, hail. Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.